Hey everyone, and welcome to Reality by Rage. So I started this podcast as a safe space to openly share and talk about our mental health following my own struggles with grief, anxiety, and depression after the loss of my parents. My hope was that in sharing my story, I could somehow help you feel less alone if you were also struggling. And along the way, I'll speak with experts in their field, covering everything from nutrition to going to therapy and so much more. Because at the end of the day, no one should have to suffer in silence. So let's start getting healthier and feeling better together. All right, guys, got another fantastic episode of the podcast. Today, I am chatting with Melissa Coulier. She is this amazing photographer, consultant, and I almost want to say wellness guru, but I don't know if she would quite take that title. But we are going to talk a little bit about health and wellness on this episode. And she is married to the who seems like one of the most kind-hearted, warmest people, Dave Coulier, who, of course, you all know from Full House and Fuller House. So, Melissa, I am so excited to dive into this conversation with you as a fellow creative. So thank you for having this conversation. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for allowing me to be here and sharing this platform with me. Absolutely. I'm so excited to have you. And, you know, one of the things I, I wanted to first dive into is your background. So you grew up in Montana. And what I find hilarious is you really weren't connected to like all these electronic devices and sort of this world that we're used to now, but you ended up becoming a photographer. So I I need to hear all about this. And Montana looks beautiful. So it is definitely on my list to go. So can we start there, please? Yeah. Yes. Well, Montana is definitely a worthy go-to visit for sure. Um, yeah, it's one of those places that's so magical and minute you, you know, see the mountains and the air, everything just feels healing there. Um, and I think especially after like leaving and going back to visit, you know, it's one of those places that it's just like, it's where I get the most fulfilled. Um, but yeah, growing up, it was, I grew up in a small town of 7,000 people. <laughs> I got into photography or the interest into photography really early on because my grandmother always had a camera and shoot. So I guess I showed enough interest in it that when I, for my 11th birthday, she bought me a, a little 35 millimeter film camera that I still have to this day and use. The creativity, I think, like really stems from being outside and being nurtured by nature. And my father was a, a logger, a lumberjack. <laughs> and so during the summers, we would, our family would go and camp during the summer, wherever his job site was. So really it was a matter of like using our creativity and imagination and building forts. We didn't have a television or computer or like, you know, any power or anything. So it was really about just viewing what's around you and then creating your own world. Okay. That's like the most amazing and in the best way, like hilarious. I, that's incredible. You are literally the only person in my entire life who I have met that comes from like a long life. That's amazing. Well, no wonder like you have this love of nature and 
you know, I, from all the research, you know, it just goes to show how healing nature can be for our mental health. And, you know, if you are having a tough day, just going out and being, you know, even right now where we're both at, it's freezing, but just sort of having your mind go somewhere else and being in the elements. And my husband got me into camping. I was, I got tricked into it one fourth of July. <laughs> now I love it. Like we went to go meet some friends at a campsite and, you know, I, of course, like I'm, I'm down for a bonfire. That sounds lovely. And then <laughs> next thing I know, it's like almost midnight and it's like, oh, you know, well, we got an extra tent set up. And I just look at him and I'm like, oh, I got duped, huh? So you get this camera you know, you have an interest in this. You clearly have a creative. I've seen your work. You're fantastic. I'm such a fan as, as of course, as a fellow creative, I was watching like one of your behind the scenes videos. And I was like, oh my God, she's so badass. I was like, I want the blazer. Like hair is in a cute ponytail. Doesn't even look like she's breaking a sweat. Like you're running around, you're grabbing all these photos. And I was like, oh, this is, this is incredible. Like this is the kind of woman who like I I see as an example of things that I love doing and and it's just like it put a huge smile on my face so I really want to talk about how this like how this progressed once I got the camera at 11 I then got into just every little photography program that was kind of available to me locally so I got into photography on, on the 4-H front and then as soon as I was able to joined the yearbook in middle school, high school. I did that and took photography in high school. And I, the big, the big like scene for photography was just senior portraits, weddings. And I kind of was like, that's, that's not what I want, but I'd look in magazines and I'm like, okay, these billboards have these great images. These magazines have these amazing images. Like, how do I get there? Like, how do I get to that place? Someone's shooting this, obviously. So where, so it just like was this curiosity that just kept kind of going. So I would just read magazines and read every photographer's name, you know, that was listed and just um, research them and as best as I could at the time. It's not like now where you have so many like digital outlets. I mean, I was still shooting film until I got to college. My second year of college is when everything transitioned to digital. So that's kind of like when everything happened. And um, I didn't know where to go to get into photography because I had I'd never met anybody in this field before junior year, you know, you're trying to figure out where you're going to go to college and all the things. And I'm like, I knew that I wanted to be a photographer. And so I had heard from my aunt that someone she knew that someone they knew went to this community college in Spokane, Washington, and the photographer ended up like working for National Geographic. So literally that's like all I had to go off of. And I'm like, sounds like great. That sounds good. One success. I'll, I'll give that a go. So I you know, went to Spokane, Washington, did the photography program there, and then studied in Florence, Italy, and then still had no clue, like really how to get to that next stage. So I was living, so I moved back to Montana for a short period of time, and I was just trying to apply 
to different jobs in LA or New York because I knew that was really the only place that I was going to be exposed to the type of work and type of people in that field. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it just goes back to what you said too, about putting, putting in the work. Like I always joke like, you know, yeah, I went to the university of Pittsburgh for writing and film and that, that was great. But I feel like for me, college just kind of taught me how to be a grown up. like long story short, like, like I would call my mom and be like, mom, how, how do I do laundry? Like, cause I was, I'm the baby. So I was super spoiled and like, and I'm like, mom, I don't know what, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Please help. But as far as like professional development, you know, I just say I went to the school of YouTube and I mean, I kind of like pulled like a were. I just like I invested in myself. I got this camera and it was just like tutorial after tutorial and you keep going and going and hey, can I shoot this for you? I'll do it for free or I'll do this or yeah. So I... I very much relate. And I love, I love talking about that and, and hearing from you about that story. Cause like I said, I think it, especially with social media, all you see is what's put out there. And I always love hearing the backstory. Cause to me, that's, that's the most beautiful part. Like it's, it's, it's messy, but it leads to something really nice. And I, and I, and I think too, like it's these stories that help people kind of stay in it. If, if there's something that you are working toward because you've become super successful and someone that I think, you know, really sets this great example of what you can aspire to when you work for it though. You know, you were not owed anything, but you do deserve it when you work for it. So I love that. Well, I know I don't have you for too much longer. So I do want to pivot uh, our conversation a little bit because I, one of the reasons we connected is I saw your post on social media and I, I, I really connected with this because you were kind enough to, and vulnerable enough to share that you got diagnosed with lupus and sort of how you're navigating this in, in a holistic way. And that's how we first connected. And, and I think with our mental health, you know, it's not all one thing, but I do think what we put in our bodies and how we treat ourselves has a huge part of playing a role in our mental health and that mental clarity and getting rid of brain fog and some of the anxiety that we can have. And I was just wondering if you, you know, whatever you're comfortable sharing, if you could kind of walk me through that, like getting the diagnosis and sort of pivoting in that frustration with doctors. And that's something I've really experienced with like thyroid issues. So I, I would love for you to share any parts of your story, please. Yeah, absolutely. So the pain and everything kind of started happening in high school and like I was in cheerleading. So doing a lot of physical builds and so kind of similar to you, they thought it could be maybe a thyroid. Then it was like they thought maybe rheumatoid arthritis. I had kind of been struggling for like six years prior with a lot of joint pain and different things. Um, and I kind of chalked it up to lifestyle because I was a cheerleader. So did lots of like building. I was also a base. So like taking a lot of that, like front and weight. And then I raced motocross. Yeah. <laughs> and then race motocross. So it was like this, I just kind of beat my body up. It's, you can't get more extreme from one end to the other, you know, a lot of like different physical things that were happening to me, just getting rashes. And that kind of started in college and Again, you know, I was working three jobs during college and the stress of everything. I just kind of, everyone, all the doctors I ran across kind of just chalked it up to lifestyle, 
when you're going through something physical that's on the inside that no one can see on the outside, you already struggle with depression and anxiety and this like, you know, inner fear. So then to add that it like, you know, sometimes like certain medications or steroids, like just elevate that, (laughs) which is so unhealthy. And it's so hard on a partner too. And friends, because especially with something like lupus, I mean, or any autoimmune disease, it comes in waves, right? It depends on what, what you are thinking or doing or your stress or your being triggered by foods or environment or whatever that looks like. And then, so you can be fine one second. And then the next second, you're just like heightened pain, like needle pain in your joints and the inflammation. And so it can be like really difficult to understand. One of my biggest things I think that helped was my mental state, honestly, like the relationships that I kept around me, the people that I allowed to leave and the people I, you know, kind of pulled back from just anything that was toxic in my life was And I think honestly, the pandemic helped so much with that because it automatically just kind of cut some toxic friendships and relationships out because you're not nurturing that anyway. Right. So you weren't able to see people all the time or. Yeah. And I think, I think I I love you sharing that and kind of how the, I I feel like I'm letting everything you say just sit in because I wasn't expecting like the pivot to not just toxic food, but toxic people. And I think that's something that is really overlooked. Um, There's this great book I read that's so much about external stressors creating this toxic environment inside of you rather than like, it's like, it's not your fault. It's like, you have to take that pause though and kind of see what is affecting you. And, and I feel like also I'm so appreciative because we're not having conversations like this on a larger scale. And it's devastating that a pandemic had to happen for us to have conversations about things like that. I joke that I've been working on for like the better part of like 10 years, which is like, meditation and breathing and all of these things that like I oddly felt kind of embarrassed about honestly and going to therapy and it's like because it feels so culturally taboo until we start having these conversations so I I I love you sharing that because I think it's it's hugely important it's hugely important to meditate and quiet your mind and those kind of things the last thing I want to talk about is kind of this this team up you guys have, you know, this melon mel. I love, I love it. I love everything about the branding. Are you going to do supplements? What kind of conversations are you two having about where, where this is going? There's a lot of conversation that's been had over the last two years between, between us and kind of why we started it and what our goal is right now. We're using it as a platform to, you know, be the cheerleader and the best friend to those who find themselves in the position where they're, you know, I guess, curious about what a more well life looks like and how to apply that. So really being that like cheerleader and friend for you as you navigate that. It was um, a few years ago now I met my good friend and nutritionist, Melanie Samuels, she was actually working um, 
in production on Fuller House with my husband. So that's how I met. And she was telling me how she's really into nutrition and she's going to take a career pivot. And she was like, so we started talking about lupus and she goes, I would love to help you with this if you're willing to like put in the work. And that was the first time that like, I think I just needed that one person to be like, let me hold your hand and take you on this journey and we'll see how it goes. I just love what you're doing because I think I have also seen the benefits of sort of making that shift of getting, whether it's toxic food or toxic people, or again, focusing on filling up who I am and, and making myself the best version uh, of myself that I can be. So I know how important that is and, and sort of how you can feel if you're not meeting those, those needs and, and, Again, I think it's an incredibly hard balance. And I'm just, I'm super grateful that you were kind enough to spend some time and share your story. And I think it helps people feel less alone. It's so true. And that's like when I shared, I guess I finally felt like I had done the work in order to share. And I had, I was also just had this worry of like, if I share what I'm going through, will people find me? weak or they won't hire me or you know it was like the what if factors and now that I've shared I've actually found it's like really like and it's only been like publicly put out for you know a few weeks and I found so many beautiful conversations in that one post and so I just want to really nurture that and and know that you know, there's individuals out there. And if, if they can take one thing from my story or from what I do to take care of my body and wellness, then, you know, it's all like, it's all worth that the vulnerability. Guys, that is it for the episode. As always, thank you so much for listening. I am so grateful. If you like what you're hearing, go ahead and hit that subscribe button over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. I am so grateful for your time and attention. And as always, for getting your dose of reality. I'll catch you in the next one.